0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we look back on a big weekend in Scottish football It was raining goals at the top of the table As Celtic maintained their lead with a 4-0 win at Motherwell Rangers bounced back from Derby defeat in style With a 5-0 demolition of Hearts St Mirren, Livy, Ross County The other big winners as concerns grow for Hibs, Aberdeen and Dundee I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Marvin Bartley and Hugh Keevans Goals galore Controversy galore Great weekend for our game The race for the title Is now becoming Quite breathtaking Celtic and Rangers Had their foot to the floor Yesterday But There was nearly a punch up At Livy On Saturday You could see the players In front of the technical area It looked like Getting out of hand But Man of peace Marvin Bartley <laughs> Stood well back He's an example To all of us I just also can't help But feel that Livy's Great run coincided with Marvin starting to come and yeah. hang around with us Without in question. here. I feel like we're having that positive influence. You keep winning. Yeah, no, we're doing extremely well. Um, I think it's Hugh. I'll give you some credit here, Hugh, because you wrote us off going to South <laughs> Park that time. That's right. We've never looked back since then. So, <laughs> funnily enough, I have that effect on lots of teams. <laughs> and at the top, Marvin, what you know, it was always going to be an interesting weekend, no matter what happened on the back of Wednesday. So, for both to go and win so convincingly was very interesting at the top. Yeah, it was breathtaking. You know, both teams obviously Rangers needed a reaction. Uh, you know, after after the derby game and and Celtic to continue, you know that kind of their fine form and that free scoring um, was absolutely brilliant to watch. And it's difficult to go to Motherwell as well, you know, and the way they played and, and taking their chances. But we won't speak too much about that right now because you get upset. I was going to say, I'm glad you thought it was brilliant to watch. Anyway, 0141951125. It's Monday night. There is never a shortage of talking points. So pick up the phone, let Hugh Kevens and Marvin Bartley know. What you're thinking uh, Celtic fans How good was yesterday The good performances And results just keep on coming Top of the table What did you make of it What stood out for you Rangers fans How important was that reaction A lot of people perhaps Not fearing the worst But looking at the possibility Of if it was to be another uh, Winless afternoon But not only winning Doing it in style Morelos back The team on the front foot Maybe The best performance of the season I'll let you decide 0141951 1025 Any of the other Talking points as well Let's have them Like we said Livy, Ross County St Mirren All doing well Hibs, Aberdeen and Dundee Not so much So pick up the phone 01419511025 Right Now your result of the weekend Hugh Keevans I'm going to do it by Sequential numbers Rangers lost by 3 At Celtic Park Then Celtic scored 4 At Motherwell To put Rangers under pressure Against Hearts But they scored 5 Against Robbie Nielsen's side So for me that's the result of the weekend Rangers 5 Hearts no. Okay Marvin Bartley You are now banned From picking Livingston <laughs> I'm afraid to tell you You can't just do that Every week What are you going for? No I'm going for Celtic um, It's not just because You're here and you're Asking me the question <laughs> I, I thought they were, were Absolutely fantastic And as I said you know It's very easy to play in, in a derby game And win it And then take your foot Off the pedal He freshened it up You know And, and the players came in And did extremely well for them Honestly I, I have sympathy for you St Mirren And Ross County fans Livy You've been overlooked uh, Cruelly Your goal of the weekend I thought that was a good selection Yeah Very weekend. good what goals going All for? over the place But I'll tell you what Alan Forrest oh, If, if ever somebody You should let this guy Bully into <laughs> that no, 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 no. If ever somebody Lived in the shadow Of their brother It's Alan Forrest Who's watched James Forrest Win more trophies Than you can shake a stick at But 
had her fine goal and it knocked the stuffing out of Aberdeen. Yeah. Alan Forrest. It was a nice finish, to be fair. I'll, I'll grudgingly admit that in front of Marvin. What's your goal of the weekend? I'm going for Conor Ronan, um, St Mirren, uh, away at yeah, Hibs. Good finish, wasn't it? Yeah, fantastic finish. Um, you know, first he worked really hard to you know, return the ball and get it back. And it wasn't an easy finish, by the way. You know, I know the goalkeeper was, was slightly out uh, to the left-hand side of the goal, but what a finish that was. So he gets my vote. Some good options out there Tom Rogic Alfredo oh, Morelos yeah. An yeah. honorary mention For Stuart Armstrong Can we do that Not wow. on our Not on our shores Well on I, our shores I Not on our league but Zach Rudden's finish For Dundee Terrific goal Good um, take and finish Right come on then Let's shake it up a bit Howler of the weekend Who's getting it in the neck Is it strikers Referees Defenders Collective efforts Stephen Glass oh, right, Not okay. good enough Not good enough Coming up for one year In the job At Pataudry He's now bottom six The only team he has beaten In 2022 Is Edinburgh City In the Scottish Cup So And they face Celtic Wednesday So I love the sound of broken glass Sometimes you're just up against a tactical masterclass <laughs> That's, Marvin, that's, and that's what I was thinking <laughs> He likes to get a, a dig in at you Even in a backhanded fashion does Hugh Keevans Right, um, this is interesting for you Because you're involved in the league you, you can upset a ref, you can upset a fellow pro I don't know, who's your howler of the weekend? Well, I'm going to go for Vontae Daly-Campbell <laughs> um, For his uh, neck-high tackle <laughs> And the brilliant thing with this, I think two days before deadline day, his agent actually messaged me, you know, and I spoke to the gaffer. He wanted to possibly come to us on loan. Obviously, the manager wasn't interested in the right backs that we do have. And then the next time I heard his name, he was doing that. So I think I've, uh, I've got a way of one there because he did that for Livingston. The gaffer wouldn't have been pleased at all. It was quite something. This was the Dundee-Ross County game, Hugh. If you, yeah. for some reason you've not seen it, I don't think tackles come much more robust than that. Is it is it even a tackle? A shocking week for Leicester City players. Uh, <laughs> even those who are out on loan I mean Leicester Dumped And justifiably By Nottingham Forest From the uh, FA Cup And poor old Vontae uh, uh, People say If that happens in the street You get arrested In this case It is <laughs> yeah. true yeah, I usually hate that I think that's like The worst phrase It's a useless phrase But it's true But uh, We're getting close on that one Anyway 01419511025 Pick up the phone Let us know what you made Of your team's performance over the weekend Let's bring in George Who's a Rangers fan in Rutherglen How would you describe yesterday George? I was um, a lot more happier Wednesday obviously I've oh, not man. listened to the phone in for a few days uh, oh, you, you, you had your head in the sand George? Yeah. Listen Law of averages Celtic were good They've got to beat us at some point Just like we've got to win the league It, it happens You had a good run at it They were a good first half um, I just You know Was worried about What kind of back, Or kind of No backlash But what kind of Performance would be put up after it. Um, I must say, um, I've watched Alfio for a long time playing for Rangers. <coughs> Not only did I think that was his best ever performance in a Rangers jersey, I think that was the best performance by a Rangers player this season. I thought he was absolutely, <coughs> excuse me, lads, outstanding. He was involved in every goal. I thought Jack makes a, a huge difference. And one good thing from the game I got from it was, um, once again, credit with Celtic, credit. And I know it's no bittersweet But if you look at the two benches <coughs> You can see how strong that Rangers squad is And they've got Hellander to come back um, So I'm not at, at panic stations yet um, Celtic are a certainty for Wednesday to play Aberdeen So that's, that's a formality um, But for me, um, I don't think anybody uh, is going to take points off Celtic And I'm hoping that's the same with Rangers I think the only way to stop Celtic now it's for Rangers to beat them And if we put performances in like that And we get our top players Playing well 
uh, then you know it'll go the course. But I thought Alfie was, you know, we're going about the Celtic players being good and for the, the Japanese boys, and they get all the credit it's going. But surely to God, you know, we've got to recognise how good Alfie was yesterday. He was absolutely outstanding. George is going as far as to say it's his best performance for Rangers in his time at the club, and he's had a few of them, Marvin. But he would certainly. Caught the eye yesterday, didn't he? Yeah, he definitely did. You know, I'm not going to argue with George because he obviously watches Rangers a lot more than I do. But I thought he was breathtaking yesterday. I have to agree. You know, to come back from international football, um, you know, obviously everyone know what happened in Rangers' uh, previous game to that. He got a very difficult game against Hearts, by the way. And, and to go out and perform like that, you know, the left-footed goal that he hit his second goal was absolutely breathtaking. And his all-round game was brilliant. You know, I think... His link-up play has always been good this season. I think it's been questioning the amount of goals he's been getting. But, you know, he came back with a real hunger to him. And it's infectious. You know, you saw the rest of the Rangers players. They also, you know, rose to kind of get near his levels. And, and George is definitely right. You know, he was absolutely brilliant. And that's the best I've seen him for a while. Yeah, I mean, I think Rangers are entitled to retrospective frustration because they let him go to play for Colombia and he didn't even make it onto the bench for the World Cup qualifiers that they played. Meanwhile, while he's away, Rangers struggle at Pataudry. He might have made a difference that night. They struggle uh, against Ross County and drop more points in Dingwall. He might have made a difference on a day like that. And against Celtic, well, Rangers struggled in every department apart from goalkeeper against Celtic. Uh, so while he's been away, Rangers have dropped a lot of mm, points. No, he played in Pataudry, by the way. But you're oh, right about he? yeah, you're right about the ones. I take it. Uh, you're right about the but, ones but afterwards. I, I've always felt that. He was beginning to get into a comfort zone In the final days of Steven Gerrard For me And anyone can argue if they like But for me He looks leaner He looks hungrier He came back after the frustrations Of not playing for Colombia And like all egomaniacs Who play striker he he's, thought, he's got it in for strikers this guy He <laughs> keeps using that phrase he, not just he scored, then. scored the goals And thought how much have you missed me? Yeah, George, how important was the reaction, do you think, after Wednesday night? Because I, I, I get the the angle that people come at it from and you say, well, it's one game and only one point behind. But ultimately, if you then follow that up with another disappointment and then the Ross County game before that, it, you know, it can start to snowball. So how important was the reaction yesterday? Yeah, I think everybody's seen, you know, you know, you could see this result coming midweek um, against Celtic. Celtic were flying and Rangers were a de- definitely in a descendancy, you know, and there's obviously circumstances behind that, but um, to get that performance in was really, really important. It gets you back on track. You need to follow up on Wednesday against Hibs. I also think it's really, really important that Jack's in there. You can see the difference. I actually thought he was the only plus point for the... The Celtic game, I thought he was really good the second half, um, and he was really good yesterday. Today. You know, he takes command, he doesn't hide, his passing range is good. You know, he, he, he picks up all the loose passes. It's it, it just it, it's players that you miss. You know, it doesn't matter what kind of squad you've got, guys. It does not matter what kind of squad you've got. But if your best players are missing, it's going to make a difference. Do you know what I mean? And Jack and Alfie are definitely our best players. I don't think Alfie would have made a difference against Celtic. I think Celtic were due to win that one and a fair play to them. But it's important because I can't see anybody taking points off Celtic. You know, I mean, know the way they play because everybody kind of sits back against them. It's important that when we play them, we beat them because, you know, they they are good going forward and they are not conceding a lot of goals either to, to be fair play to them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But it was good and I've just loved seeing Jack coming back. I 
you know, I thought he was really, really good too. Thank you very much, George and Rutherglen. It was nice to hear from you tonight, kicking things off. Let's hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, delighted with the response of his players yesterday. He says they need to keep the same energy and determination in the games going forward. Well, very pleased. I mean, uh, you know, of course, it's a big win for us, but uh, especially the way we won today and uh, the attitude we showed from minute one. You know, it's uh, it's a good reaction, and uh, I'm really happy that we won this game. Well, the key is to um, to keep performing uh, game in, game out, and um, that's the I think the key to um, to uh, to win the games we we play, and you know, especially the way we want to play. And uh, if we keep uh, this energy and this um, determination every game. You know we're gonna have a good chance, but uh, you know just you know make sure we we uh, we keep winning. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Another George, another Rangers fan called George. This one's in Knightswood. What stood out for you yesterday, George? Um, well, the biggest play probably Ryan Jack. Um, I was on last year and I said the midfield would win the league for us, and I'm pretty sure now that Jack's back and they're able linking up well, I'm pretty sure the same thing will happen this year. I believe that um, Van Brock has made the first own goal when he announced the evening before the Old Fiddle game that the new boy was... Aaron Ramsey. Ramsey, that's the boy. When he announced that Ramsey wasn't playing, I think that was our own goal in the mind games. I mean, if, if he wasn't fit to play, he wasn't fit to play Marvin we saw him yesterday and it's funny we mentioned this over the weekend I always expected that when he made his Rangers debut that would be the headline <laughs> and it would be all we, we would be talking about it was it was almost a, a side show yesterday because Morelos did the business it was comfortable the game was done and then we just saw a bit of a cameo from him yeah no definitely um, and I think that's probably the way FGO could have chosen it you know for him to make his debut I know we wanted all the you know the sparkles sure. around his name that how you wanted to introduce him you know no real pressure when you go out there get on the ball and I'm, I actually watched him very closely when he came on. I think he was playing within himself. I didn't think he really wanted to open up and sprint. It's obviously been a while since he's played a competitive game. Um, you know, he's obviously came over, he started training. I think he's just trying to adjust to things at this moment in time. But the quality when he was on the ball, you know, a few glimpses of real, real class from him. But as you said, you know, Ryan Jack yesterday, Johnny Lundstrom as well for me. You know, a, a player who's had it difficult at Rangers so far, for me, really stood up and was counted yesterday. And you've got Kamara coming off the bench. Yeah, I mean, that's the second caller who's mentioned Ryan Jack as well. Uh, it's been interesting to see what that looks like going forward because you you sign a player like Aaron Ramsey, he plays, but someone someone's missing out somewhere. I know there are a lot of games, but but generally speaking, and they're all making, after yesterday, they're all making a, a decent case for themselves. Definitely. You know, uh, obviously Ryan Jack is brilliant to see him back. I think that was his fifth appearance of, of the season, so they have to be careful with his minutes as well. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he doesn't start against Hibs because you just need to be mindful of how long he's been out for. But, you know, having Ramsey, having Kamara, having Lundstrom all in that area will make whoever the two that are playing really perform at a high level and that's what squads are about. I, I think to say that Aaron Ramsey, it was a mistake uh, to rule him out of the game the night before, I don't think that's correct. I think that exaggerates the importance of a player who uh, could not have possibly looked to have given very much on the night and it diminishes Celtic's performance. Celtic, Blue Rangers away uh, It didn't matter Who was on the park It was just A rank bad night For Rangers And Celtic were superb George were you What were you expecting Yesterday George I'm sure you were Hoping for a win And, and hoping to bounce back Did you see The convincing nature of that Did you see that coming No I didn't see that coming I knew there would be An improved Performance But I didn't expect that 
and the, the points we'd, we dropped in the previous games were with a weakened team. Yeah, I mean, I always that that is true. Ultimately, the previous caller said it. If you, all your good players are not there, you're weakened. But then, you know, it's still Rangers. It's you know, it's still Celtic when you're when you're in a league that the other teams would look at the size of the squad. Kill to have I mean, the players yeah. that you've got at your disposal. Um, you, you could sort of sense you know, yesterday, Marvin, couldn't you? The the tone you get it within five minutes of a football match sometimes, and you could kind of see Rangers were bang at it. Yeah, definitely. And you know, their manager called them out after after the old firm game and, and said, you know, they didn't look hungry enough, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And if you've got players in the dressing room that aren't fully behind a manager, you don't get the reaction that you know um, Rangers got against Hearts. You know, the players obviously took that personally. You know, they don't want to let him down again. They went out there; they were absolutely brilliant. And let's not, you know, go away from it. They didn't have it all their own way. The start of the second half, Hearts really came out and had a few chances, and Rangers had to deal with that that real wave of pressure maybe for five or ten minutes and then they just went to another gear. It was, you know, for Rangers fans, I'm sure they were absolutely delighted to see it. Thank you very much to George in Knightswood. It's 01419511025. Celtic fans, this would be a great time to hear from you because it was a very impressive performance yesterday and we're about to hear from Ange Postacoglu. But what a weekend it was for this. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals I think most of you know the way this works by now We are going to give away a lot of money at the end of the season But that total amount is going to depend on how many goals Rangers and Celtic score between now and then So we kicked this off just a few weeks ago with £1,000 And after nine goals scored yesterday, we're up to 8750 Just imagine how much money we're going to give away at the end of this season If we're at nine grand almost already We've still to play the rest of the league games And the cup And Europe We're going to go again Wednesday night Both teams in action In the leagues And one person will win the entire lot Every single penny Tax free On Super Scoreboard's golden goal So if you want to get A piece of the action Text GOAL to 61025 That's G-O-A-L To 61025 It's £2 to text Plus your standard message Rate over 18s only Full terms and online entry Are at Clyde1.com And the lines close 6 o'clock Saturday 21st of May So if you fancy that Text GOAL right now To 61025 We'll take your calls And hear from Ange Postacoglu next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Marvin Bartley are in the building It's 01419511025 To have your say on the weekend's big talking points Celtic are top of the table One point clear After a very convincing win At Fir Park Kevin is a Celtic fan from Bells Hill I take it you were impressed with what you saw yesterday Kevin? Absolutely Yeah, absolutely Um Especially with Rodgers It's night and day It's been on iPods Tonight With 3.5 million Qatari team last year Yeah It's night and day We're under his manager He's played under him And especially coming back From Obviously On the travelling um, It's Yeah well, The line's not great Kevin We'll try and, and clear that up for you But I, I got the gist it was all about Tom Rogic and understandably so. Yeah, as I was saying earlier on the show, you know, he was he was a massive, massive importance for them uh, before going away. And, and as Kevin was trying to explain there, he went away, he came back. And then as Alfredo did with Rangers, you know, I know Celtic had won their last game, but again, he was breathtaking. He really, really was absolutely brilliant. Um, I remember first coming up to Scotland and playing against him and, and without being disrespectful to him, I saw this kind of gangly guy and I thought, right, I'm going to try and get physical and stuff with him. And he just managed to always keep his body between you and the ball. 
it was unbelievable. Every time I tried to get near him, he used to turn away and I was just like, <laughs> maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. And maybe, or maybe he's better than I thought he was. But yeah, yesterday, listen, he was absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, hit the post as well. Uh, unfortunately, not to get a hat-trick, but again, you know, Celtic have been breathtaking. I, I think it's a happy coincidence that, that he and Ange Postacoglu are from Australia and there's a natural rapport. Mm. And I thought that Ange was great yesterday after the game when he was asked about Tom Rogic. Do you want me to play it for you? Then you don't need to paraphrase I've got that exact I've got the exact clip I think uh, That you're on about He Yeah Let's just hear it He's full of praise As you would imagine Yeah it's not about Deserving your place It's about You know Consistently playing You know The best football you can And and Tommy's been outstanding For us this year Every time he's played He's uh, You know He's done awfully well for us And um, you know that's what we want. We wanted to continue and, and keep getting better and keep being the player we know he can be. And uh, yeah, he's exciting. You know, I thought he had some chance to get a hat trick today, which I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have done uh, any other time in his career. So, um, but I, I thought overall his general play was good. Pleasing, we're getting some back, and you know, we'll get hopefully another couple back over the next two or three weeks. And and we're going to need it because what we want to do is maintain the levels of performance that we've had so far and, and, and improve it. And we can't do that with just one set of players. You know, We need to be able to, to call on the whole squad and, and, and make sure that our performances are, are at the level we want them to. When he then moved from the broadcast media to the written press, Ange Postacoglu was asked about Tom Rogic having 18 months left in his contract. And he said, I'm not bothered by that. If he doesn't want to play for Celtic and he comes and tells me that, then I'll concern myself. But in the meantime, I'm happy to let it roll. In other words, he knows that Tommy is happy at Celtic and that, that for as long as Ange Postacoglu is there, it's going to be a favourable partnership. Was it important, Kevin, to follow up Wednesday night with, with a convincing win and, and keep that run going? Because... As great as it was for you and your your fellow Celtic fans, if you then slipped up yesterday, you know it would have felt like a a bit of a blow. Was it important to keep up that momentum? No, yeah, a win's a win, but um, the weather was atrocious, so it was um, so to play that kind of football in that weather. Yeah, a win's a win. That's three points. Move on to the next game, but to play kind of in that weather, yeah. both teams, but to play the fluent. That we can be, yeah. Yeah, again, Marvin. I think we we said something similar about Rangers. You just get a feel for it in the first five minutes, and I know what did it take Celtic twenty eight or something to score? Yeah. But it, it was it was four going on. I'm not sure how many. <laughs> yeah, I know Liam Kelly. <laughs> I think he was Motherwell's best player, and that tells you everything. He let in four goals, but as you said, you know, from the start of the game, you knew they meant business. And, and again, I mentioned earlier that after you play in such a big game, it'd be easy to you know, take your foot off the accelerator a little bit and think, you know, we've arrived. And Celtic, you know, Andrew speaks about, and I said about his persona, sorry, and the way he comes across, and he's always saying, you know, we are going to go game by game and we're going to win games of football. And they just did that. You know, they didn't worry about, you know, we beat Rangers last time, so we'll just turn up here and win the game. They're absolutely fantastic again. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying Ange. I really, really am. I was a bit of a, wish he's my dad or something like that. Because like, honestly, <laughs> when he talks, I really can just sit there and listen to him all day long. Yeah, Hugh, what about that psychological side of it? I get Kevin's point. Kevin's boiling it down to the simplicity of it. it, it it's a win. It's three points. But the high of Wednesday night... Uh-huh. You have to go and do that again then If you're Celtic You had to put that marker down And yes It, it doesn't seem Maybe quite as striking Because Rangers matched it And you know and It stays at one point But it was the first time In a long time Celtic have had the chance To go and put 
their foot to the floor, open up a bit of a gap and ask a question of your rivals. Yeah. No, there's no doubt. Uh the football they're playing is sensational. The uh the input from uh, Rio Hatati and uh Matt O'Reilly has been terrific for guys who have just come into the club. Uh, Abada is sensational. Uh, everything about Celtic right now is positive And George, the first caller tonight Said he feels the league will come down to the two games Played between Celtic and Rangers And that may very well be the case Because the way Celtic are playing at the moment There's no th- such thing as a formality But they can go to Pataudry, I think Brim full of confidence that they can get a result there and that you're ticking them off one at a time until you, April comes and you then play Rangers the next time. Sounds a bit like he's writing you off again, Marvin, I must say, but we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that a bit closer to the time. Ange Postacoglu says it was important to, to back up Wednesday uh, with a good performance, and he says, though, he's not focusing on the league table, just their football. Yeah, very pleased. Um, yeah, it's not an easy place to come with the conditions as well, and yeah, their home form's really good, and I guess after... Wednesday night um, people were kind of probably looking at us to see, see what sort of performance we put on so credit to the players um, started the game well we were really strong and um, yeah, took our goals well and yeah, dominated the game for me what's most important is what I see from our team and, and that's that's always going to be the driving force because they're the things we can control and, and, and you know our, our course will be charted by what we do and um, you know, from my perspective today was about making sure that we had a strong performance we you know, recovered well from Wednesday night because it was a physically taxing game and, and got the job done Thank you to Kevin uh, let's bring in Grace who's also a Celtic fan from East Kilbride what stood out for you yesterday Grace? I think the um the performance yesterday was absolutely fantastic after uh, Wednesday night. Uh, if I'm being perfectly honest, I think 3-0 flattered the other team uh, on Wednesday night. That could have been 6 or 7 if it wasn't for their goalkeeper. Ange Postogoglu, for me, is a calm, measured, controlled man. He knows exactly what to say to those players to get them fired up on the pitch, and it shows. And when I called in, your, your call handler asked me if there was any particular signing that excited me. They all excite me. The way they're gelling as a team excites me. They are absolutely phenomenal, sh- superb. I can't, there's not enough adjectives to describe this team. The way they're playing, it's just, it's incredible. And if you had said at the start of the season that we'd be sitting where we are, I think, me included, there would have been a lot of doubters. But this is only ours now to lose. And I am very, very happy. That man has went in for the first competition that he could win, and he's won it. And I think with my heart and my head... Both at the same time That he will again Do as a treble this year Wow That's big expectations indeed But the, the context is important Hugh Grace hits the nail on the head Not just for Celtic fans You have to be honest about this For guys like us For even rival fans Had you said at the start of the season That Celtic would be a point clear On the 7th of February I don't think many would have believed it Now I don't know I don't Need to share Grace's confidence I don't know if it ends up in a treble Don't even know if it ends up in a league win But if you'd said at the start of the season There'd be a point clear on the 7th of February You'd have probably got laughed at Yes you would But Grace touched upon this calm Assured man who's at the helm And you know Marvin said That he loves listening to Ange Postacoglu And I think if you listen carefully to what the man says You have to appreciate the, the Common sense behind it all When he says Our course will be charted by what we do that's it in a nutshell Celtic can only go to Pataudry Wednesday night And if they let themselves down And drop points Then 
and Postacoglu will be correct. They did not do what they should have done. But if they go there and chart their course by what they do, it will continue in this vein because he has the players, he has the depth because the, the people who come off the bench yesterday uh, were just incredible. Juranovic, Jota. You know, the strength and depth is there. So Grace is perfectly correct. This is about Ange Postacoglu having come in, steadied the ship, improved the crew on the ship, and now it's not plain sailing, but they look one heck of a team. Marvin, I know that week on week you're getting more used to our weird and wonderful ways on this show. <laughs> Let me tell you, very rarely do we get Celtic and Rangers fans saying the same sort of thing about their team on the same night. George, the first caller, spoke about the strength of the Rangers bench and how he felt this proved that you know that Rangers would go on and win the league. And Grace is talking about all the new signings, all of them. She likes them all, and Hugh mentions it. Matt O'Reilly, Jota, Juranovic, Forrest and Beaton all came off the bench for Celtic yesterday. How fantastic is this though for our game? You know, this is what we probably want to get to for a long, long time. You've got both of the big teams with really strong squads, um, really strong starting 11s and, and they're neck and neck. Again, you, you look at the Celtic bench yesterday, you just mentioned those players there coming off the bench. Out with Rangers, everybody else, those players start week in, week out and that just shows the strength of of not only Celtic bench, but the players are also starting. Once you go into these teams now, you know you have to perform, be at the top of your game. If not, you're out the next week. And that's the pressure that players of these big clubs will really enjoy and they're thriving under it. Is there even a pecking order now in, in the Celtic midfield? Because it, it's understandable if you watch yesterday and say, yeah, you're right, you know that. Tom Rogic is he's our main man. That That's why he's the main man. Didn't play on Wednesday night, wasn't there. Matt O'Reilly played and he was the main man. And, and Hatati's in and we've not even had the return of David Turnbull yet to the game and is, does it matter? Well if I'm picking that team there's one player that's always starting that's Callum McGregor yeah. um, again I think he's absolutely fantastic he does the, the ugly side of the game as well um, you know he's shown his bravery by going out there and also playing in the mask but as you said you know you've got Turnbull to come back as well Rogic a fantastic player O'Reilly's coming in and also did really really well but I don't think there is a pecking order I think all those players appreciate each other I think whoever goes out there as I said you know going to go out there and perform to the best of their abilities knowing that if they don't perform they could be on the bench and in O'Reilly's position actually performed well didn't he and was on the bench anyway so it's just one of those things you're at a big club you get rotated Is it the midfield in particular Grace we've not even spoken about Rio Hitati who again you know, sets up another goal yesterday. Looks like he's been playing here for years. Amazing, amazing, and Abada as well. And also, remember, we've still got Kyogo to come back. What I did want to say there was Callum McGregor for him to come on and play the way he did on Wednesday night, fearless the way a captain should be. Huge boots to fill. Uh, to fill, sorry, when Scott Brown left us. But um, the flip side of that is, I just wanted to add as well the comments that um, one of the other pundits made on Sky regarding Callum McGregor were absolutely disgraceful and should never ever have been said. Yeah, poor comment uh, I agree with what Grace said uh, As for Callum McGregor I thought the Rangers game was his Scott Brown moment I thought it was the moment that crystallised What Callum McGregor brings to the team First of all, his bravery His willingness to play with the face mask In a match of that nature Also the contribution he made Purely and simply as a football player During the game And I think that was the, the watershed mm. moment For Callum McGregor Because my goodness, talk about big shoes to fill. Scott Brown was, and I've said it on the programme when he, when he was at Celtic Park, the best Celtic captain since Billy McNeil. Callum McGregor has come in and the Rangers game was his pivotal moment. He is now there, established as a fit and proper successor to Scott Brown. We had a debate about this on Saturday, Marvin. It would have been understandable 
if Callum McGregor then didn't play at the weekend, you know, it's like, this is the Rangers game, it's huge, it's must win, stick the mask on, put on a brave face, go and, and play, and then we'll let you get a bit more rest and recovery. But goes and pl- to go and play again just sort of adds to it, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, it kind of sums him up as a man. And, and I agree, I didn't think he was going to play on Sunday. I thought it was going to kind of be a one-off and then, you know, rest him and let him get, you know, fully recovered. But obviously he wants to be out there. You know, as Hugh said there, he, he's a leader of this team. You know, I am the captain. I'm willing to put my body on the line for this football club because I want to be successful. And, you know, if he's showing that sort of commitment, it lets all the other players know as well. Wow, this man means business and we need to step up to that as well. Thank you, Grace. So one four one nine five one one oh two five. It's a great time to call because you could be up after the travel. Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevens and Marvin Bartley are here doing their best to go over all the big talking points from a very busy weekend. If you think we've missed something, we'll pick up that phone and let us know. Oh one four one nine five one 1025 I feel like producer Callum Might be trying to stitch me up tonight Because we've now got our third Rangers supporting George of the evening <laughs> It's only quarter to seven uh, I don't know if there's some sort of club That I'm unaware of But this one's in the south side uh, So George What did you take away from yesterday? Hi guys uh, Just wanted to say Obviously I think Tactically Giovanni got it wrong And that goes to show After the performance At the weekend as well The performance I'm talking about He got wrong Was the one at Parkhead uh, tactically completely wrong so I think as well Barisic had the worst game of his life and the fact that he sorted the defence out and put Bassey back on where he should be I'd play him all day long uh, and obviously Balogun in centre back the difference is unreal uh, and I think even I think maybe all of them or two of them at least Celtic goals came from down Barisic's side so there you go he had the worst game of his life and Two goals were conceded down that side. Mm. Uh, that's my point. I think it was good that Giovanni's now starting to punish players, I think, because Kamara wasn't playing. Uh, he didn't start the game against uh, who were playing Hearts at the weekend there. And also, who else didn't start? Uh, well, Barisic, you're right. Barisic and Kamara yeah, Barisic, would be. Yeah. Sorry. Aye, Barisic and Kamara. So I think it's quite good because Gerard never seemed to do that. Never seemed to punish players. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe they've had a had a wake up call. Right, you were shocking at the week uh, on Wednesday, so I'm not going to play you. And credit to Kamara, he came on. He's obviously thought, right, I've not been picked, which is unusual. And he scored a goal and he played well. So aye. Do you think it was a you know George is talking tactically and then personnel? Was it a big day for Giovanni van Bronckhorst yesterday yeah. as well? Without doubt, because if anything had gone wrong and. By that, I mean a draw, even a draw, would have been something going substantially wrong. Uh, he would have got it in the neck because if Celtic had stretched their lead beyond one point, the manager was obviously going to get it because of what happened at Pataudry, Dingwall, Celtic Park. Uh, so it was a big day for him and that's why the scale of the performance was important. Not only did Rangers score five goals, but they played exceptionally well. And there was never any possibility, other than a five-minute spell at the start of the second half, there was never any possibility of Hearts getting anything out of the day. So on a day when Celtic started off by scoring four and could have doubled that number, it was good for the Rangers Mm. supporters to see their team not only win, but to win in the style in which they did. It's only one more game, Marvin, and you could obviously say that going to Celtic Park is... A tougher challenge than, than playing at home Even though Hearts are, are a decent side However do, do, do you think there was a An admission almost From The manager of Rangers That, that it was a bit passive 
on on Wednesday was it noticeably much more on the front foot yesterday? Do you think that was a as a result of, of what happened midweek? Yeah, I think that the team yesterday seemed a lot more robust um, in the people that were selected. Uh, you got Lundstrom, you got Ryan Jack, um, amongst others. Obviously, Alfredo came back. Um, you know, Diallo is very difficult for him uh, playing against Celtic. There's no doubt about it. The, the quality that this player has, but coming into a game of that magnitude with that sort of uh, atmosphere. You know, I don't think he'll ever experience anything like that again in his life unless he plays it kind of in another one. So I think if Joe could look back, hindsight's a wonderful thing. I think he'd have maybe gone a little bit more robust, especially for the first 60 minutes at Celtic Park. But let's not take anything away from their reaction. You know, I've been in dressing rooms when you're expected to win games and, and you lose one and there's a massive pressure because the next one's a home one. They went out at Ibrox and they put on an absolute masterclass, as Hugh just said there. The players who came in were fantastic. You know, the goals that they scored were absolutely fantastic and they could have scored more. Um, and I think that really sums it up Joe would look back on the Celtic game he'll learn from it but he'll definitely be taking the positives from the Hearts game and personnel wise do you, do you buy into what George is saying there because Glenn Kamara is as close to a stick on really as, as there has been in the Rangers team but you know dropped out yesterday Borna Barisic obviously had a poor night midweek Calvin Bassey comes in is that, that's the way it has to be doesn't it of course it does and, and as I said earlier on the show when you play for a big team you have to be you know performing 7 8 out of 10 week in week out and when you fall away from that, Joe's now saying, well, listen, I've got players who can replace you. And I think it's not only maybe, you know, Glenn Kamara coming out, as everyone said, he's normally a shoo-in. That sends a, a message to the rest of the players as well. If Glenn can come out of the team, anybody can come out of the team. And that just shows you go in, you have to perform. I don't think uh, square pegs and round holes is a long-term strategy either. You know, you get people where they are most comfortable. Bassey at fullback, not in central defence. Balogun came in, looked infinitely better. Uh, and Bassi was able to create a goal with a, a, a beautiful pass because he's in his natural position. Uh, thank you very much to George 01419511025. Ranger fans, you don't have to be called George to get on the show. It just <laughs> but apparently it helps. Apparently helps. Uh, let's bring in Joe, who's a Celtic fan in Hartlepool. What's your point for the panel tonight, Joe? Hello there. Thanks for letting me on. Hope you're well, panel. Thank you. Um, just a quick question for you, really. Um, I know it's from Sunday here at Fur Park, there was only just over 7,000 fans at the game. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sure Fur Park can hold oh, just over 14,000. So just for Celtic, I'm saying for Rangers also, can Motherwell really afford to lose that sort of money? You know, a quick calculation, if it's £20 a ticket, £7,000 pound, is £140,000. I know that the chairman is talking about season ticket holders, but that money's already in the bank here. And I'm just wondering... Um, you know, it's just got to set a precedent within smaller teams within the Premier League. Uh, well, the Motherwell Chief Executive, Alan Burrows, has explained this in full today. And uh, Gordon, you are more aware of what Alan Burrows said than I am. Well, I think I can read it out for you if you want on Twitter. It's I think I've spoken about it on, on the show before as well. Uh, let me quickly get the tweet up. So he says... Um, We've got three home stands, all of which have Motherwell season ticket holders who've paid for their seat. They haven't committed their cash to support the club to be shifted about when there's a more financially convenient situation. We've taken that route in the past. All it does is erode the belief in trying to build something bigger and deeper within our support. As it happens, we've got more season ticket holders now than we've ever had at any point in our 136-year history. And a part of that, in my view, is supporters genuinely believe that you make decisions with their best interests at heart, even if it is to the detriment of a short-term cash injection. And, and so to Joe, add to that, Joe, don't forget that Celtic 
uh, on occasion do not have any away fans in their ground at all. Well, I, think that, be, I think that was earlier in the season, though. I think yeah, that, but, I, I think that's a different issue. But, this is, because this is something that's going to recur. So, Joe, the answer. Yeah, but they do it for the same principle as Alan Burroughs. They do it because they, in an ideal world, they want 60,000 Celtic fans in there. Yeah, but that, that, that is different because they can then sell those seats. Joe's point is there are empty seats there. Why would you not get more Celtic fans in? So, Joe, the, the, the long and short of it is Motherwell. Have now got more season ticket holders than ever before, and they believe that's because of making decisions like this. They also just posted, a, you know, record financial results as well. So your question of can they afford to do this? I think the answer is probably yes. No, no, I totally, I totally understand what you're saying, but you know, I still go back to the fact, you know, that clubs like this in years to come, you know, they're not always going to get back that support. But no, that's fine. If that's what the man said, I totally, yeah. totally understand that. What do you make of that, Marvin? Because look. If you and obviously I'm always going to stick up for for fans of small teams. Yeah, I know it doesn't. It won't come across Joe's radar. I get that. If you're a fan of of Motherwell, or you, you don't want to turn up and see your stadium full of Celtic or Rangers fans. You just don't. And if you want to really commit yourself to the club and maybe buy a season ticket and have your kids buy a season ticket and so on, you want to believe that that your club's making these decisions for for the right reasons. That's yeah. understandable, isn't it? Most definitely. I think that's a perfectly worded statement, if I'm honest, by uh, Alan Burrows there. And I, I get Joe, you know, he wants more Celtic fans in there because they believe that they could have sold the seats. But if you are a club, and as Alan says there, and you're trying to grow, you have to do things like this. And if you can financially afford to do it, I think all teams, you know, in Scotland should do it. It's just unfortunate that, you know, teams like Livingston, we, we, we can't afford yep. to do that. So, you know, when you do play against Celtic or Rangers and we're at home, it's like an away game because they have three sides, you know, but... You know, Motherwell want to win games. They want to, you know, qualify for Europe. They're fourth in the league at this moment in time. I, I don't blame the, the club for doing what they did. And if you can afford it, you're, do it. It's trying to grow a support. Uh, and Motherwell have announced record profits, Joe, because they sold the David David Turnbull to Celtic. Uh, so you know, it's a win-win. Celtic benefit getting a mm. terrific player like Turnbull, and Motherwell have the financial stability to be able to continue to grow. Their support Surely we can't have it both ways right? Because most people bemoan the fact That f- modern day football Is all about money Everyone you know, everyone <laughs> kind of complains about it you know, the, the soul's gone It's all about money The game's changed It's all about money So if a club is going to actually put Fan relations And that sort of community feel Above a short term injection of cash That's got to be applauded surely Yeah we have to praise it I, I definitely think we have to praise it I think even you know majority of fans of the bigger clubs will praise it as well As frustrating as it might be Because they can't go and watch their team in these games And there are empty seats there I think they'll praise Motherwell for doing what they did Because I definitely do As you said you know they're showing it's all about the fans And it's not just lip service They're actually doing it You know, They're losing out on money To make sure their fans don't have to move Because they brought season ticket holders And I think that's going to be a positive And, and by the way Hugh We should extend that If you are properly cutting off your nose to spite your face yeah. and mother will then start losing loads of money and it becomes a really daft thing to do then of course the, that, that mm-hmm. would that at that point would deserve to be questioned yeah well you remember from your legendary days as a motherwell ball boy <laughs> when uh, about that. when John Boyle ran the club and whenever Celtic or Rangers came to Fair Park he moved everyone everywhere to accommodate Celtic and Rangers fans and it did not play well with the motherwell support so it's a different uh, way of looking at things now at Fair Park. Thank you very much, Joe. It is a valid question. Hopefully, we answered it to your satisfaction. 
Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Marvin Bartley's been all over Twitter worrying <laughs> already about Beat the Pundit before it's even started, Hugh Keevans. Oh, he well. hates it. And I enjoy, I enjoy the fact that he hates it. Well, the toss of the coin. But in case it's you... Pass and move, you've got, you've, got off, you've got off the hook the last few times, have you not? No, I played last time and I lost. Ah, you got to the tiebreaker. Due to you. you got to the tiebreaker. <laughs> Good to see you're not still bitter about it. 01419511025. Lines close at seven. If you want to embarrass Marvin Bartley, now is the time to call. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Played one super scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Marvin Bartley both here at so one four one nine five one one zero two five to join them, as you would expect after a day like yesterday, lots of discussion and one of those rare nights. Hugh Keevans, where Celtic fans and Rangers fans are equally happy, and no one's really falling out about anything. No, yet. apart from not enough Celtic supporters inside Fair Park, and both referees were rubbish. Well, well, yeah, I suppose right. Anyway, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you want to keep your thoughts coming on the weekend's action, please do, and we'll speak to you after this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk/slash/football. Okay, beat the pundit time. Hugh Evans is on a decent run, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Bit, which means I am due a clinker. Uh, Marvin Bartley is uh, not, to be, to be honest. So let's bring in Connor, who's an East Kilbride. How's it going, Connor? How you doing, Gordon? Okay. Not bad at all. Have you ever played before? Eh, uh, no, never. Do you do fairly well when you play along at home? Uh, not too bad to be fair I, so yeah, see how it goes. I think that's the right amount of confidence We don't want it to be anymore Now my coin, my trusty coin is usually blue tacked here But I think producer Callum cemented it for some reason It took me a while to get it off there Right, heads it will be Hugh, tails it will be Mark Listen to this guy, so negative energy filling this studio Hugh Tails it will be Marvin Bartley And you are off the hook at yes. heads <laughs> Love this place Celebrated that more than he did Livingston's goal the weekend I noticed that We'll get to that a bit later on (laughs) I think one of the goals went in Place has gone daft And you're just there with a little earpiece in Trying to act cool (laughs) Tapping it like he's in the FBI Trying to get get some instructions across Ordering my pizza for when I got home so I'm up, the, the analyst is up at the top. Mm. So it's not that far though, is it? Yeah, yeah, he's got a bit, better view than me. You know, so he's not emotionally attached to it either. Right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, right, Connor, we're going to give Hugh some Clyde two to listen to, so that he doesn't know what you're saying. Thirty seconds. Answer as many as you can, and you are more than welcome to pass if you don't know. Okay. No worries. Let's go. Thirty seconds, and your time starts now. What nationality is former Rangers defender Arthur Newman? Uh, Dutch Name any player in the Scottish top flight Currently on loan from Man United Oh, Pass Which club did Rangers sell Alan Hutton to in 2008 uh, Spurs Name any Scotsman who scored in the FA Cup over the weekend oh, Pass Who's the current Motherwell club captain uh, Stephen O'Donnell Name the only Scotsman who scored for Celtic this season But has not been capped for the national team Stephen Welsh Okay let's bring back Hugh Keevans Uh, Hugh can you hear us? I can 30 seconds Same set of questions to you Your time starts now What nationality is former Rangers defender Arthur Newman? Dutch Name any player in the Scottish top flight Currently on loan from Man United Um, Dylan Levitt Which club did Rangers sell Alan Hutton to in 2008? Hull Name any Scotsman who scored in the FA Cup over the weekend Pass Who's the current Motherwell club captain? Um, 
pass Name the only Scotsman Who has scored for Celtic this season But has not yet been capped Greg Taylor Okay no. What's the verdict Connor? Uh, I think I mean we just staged it I Maybe I, I, I don't know what happened there I, Because You've been confident yeah, you've, yeah. you've been in form But it's a lot of averages you, I know But yeah. it just felt You know that we, we said about the tempo Being set in the first five minutes yeah, I, I yeah, could just yeah. tell I'm normally happy um, When I get the first one right I know Arthur Newman was Dutch but uh, Yeah well, Actually I, I take that back Because you started well You both knew Arthur Newman was Dutch You had the choice of Amad Diallo Which I thought was the more obvious one Or Dylan Levitt But you're just showing off there With your wider yeah, knowledge yeah, Of yeah. the top flight uh, Both on loan from Man United So you are 2-1 up at this point However Alan Hutton went to Spurs uh, As Connor got that so It was it's, Alan McGregor that went to Hull We're 2 all at this point I'm disappointed in you here I mean we mentioned it at the top It just shows he doesn't listen to me Yeah. What did I say was my honorary goal of the weekend? Uh, See, does, obviously doesn't listen I'm not worth listening to Stuart Armstrong Oh it's Southampton You had the choice of Kenny McLean yeah. Made in Scotland that one Gilmore yeah. Cross uh, Or Jacob Brown of Stoke yeah. So none of you got that right So we're two all heading in To the last two questions The current Motherwell club captain Is Stephen O'Donnell Stephen O'Donnell oh. Which Connor got So he's 3-2 in front uh, Which means You need something on this last one Name the only Scotsman Who scored for Celtic this season But hasn't been capped yet Stephen Welsh is Correct Connor Well done, oh, well done Greg Connor. Taylor is not Greg Taylor's got a good few Scotland caps oh. Has Mikey Johnson not done it as well? Yes Alright so there is more than one But that's fine A quick stewards inquiry Cleared that up Stephen Welsh is correct And Connor You've added a bit of gloss to it 4-2 Well done to you Oh, Cheers Well done Connor He well takes mate. all on his stride He's yeah, like whatever it's normal. Yeah, yeah. Turned up. He had a Marvin Bartley there Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> what was that Connor? It was only Hugh Evans, you know what I mean? <laughs> He's left with a parting shot as well, I love it Oh, buzzing man <laughs> What? What is happening here? Right, Connor, well done 0141951 uh, Things you never thought you would hear uh, 1025, there we go Now, I must I, I've been impressed with you recently You had the bar set You just did it yeah. off night there Yeah Stephen It's like, it like, uh, like Jota yesterday You know, he had all the chances to score Didn't take any But he's normally brilliant yeah. O'Donnell on That's TV Three big TVs in here With armband on yesterday I thought yeah. Stuart Armstrong We Steven, spoke about it earlier Steven. Sorry Stephen Anyway anyway Right 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Let's Start putting a bit of a different slant On things Let's hear from Robbie Nielsen uh, lots of this has been from a, a Rangers perspective so far He says yesterday's defeat does feel like a bump in the road He says the scoreline wasn't harsh on them And it shows where hearts are compared to the top two As soon as you get the second goal uh, You kind of start to fall apart a wee bit to be honest with you There was that 12 minute period when we lost three goals And that was a game dead The team has done very very well this season You know, We're sitting 10 points clear in third and, you know, This was a, a real bump in the road We felt it was an opportunity to come here and do well and it's not worked out that way So The only way you, you can talk the talk And say we're going to do this and that But at the end of the day We can only win on Wednesday You know And the bigger picture for us Is that You know It shows us where we are You know We want to compete We want to come and win here And to be honest There was Periods of the game Probably up to the second goal That we were in the game But it's that wee bit of resilience When we lose the second goal To make sure we stay in the game Does 5-0 feel like that? Nah be honest with you No, nah, nah, I felt We um, You know Need to do better. Did you expect more from Hearts yesterday? 
I think when Rangers are in that form, it's very difficult. Yeah. As I said, you know, and Robbie alluded to there, from half-time up until they conceded the second goal, I thought they were very much in the game. Not just because it was 1-0, but the way they were playing. So, you know, when Rangers change gear, it's very, very difficult for Hearts. Their first season back, as he said there, you know, they're disappointed they didn't take anything from the games they thought they could have, but... You know, this season's not going to be defined at Ibrox. Games are about big moments, Hugh. You, you oh. couldn't possibly, as Robbie Nielsen said it himself, you know, 5 0 was, was justified and, and had other chances. But is that, is the timing of that second goal that really turns turns the tide? Hearts were having their best period. Ellis yeah. Sims comes on. Whilst it's won, as we saw earlier in the season, you, you know, you don't really know what, what can happen later on. Um, but taking your chance, right moment, Alfredo yeah. Morelos and it. Ended the game And by the same token If Hearts take Either of the chances That fall to them At the beginning Of the second half Ibrooks Is a different place Because if it goes 1-1 All manner of doubts Start to Settle in the minds Of the fans And the players But they took Neither Chance And as you say Rangers then score A second goal And after that Robbie Himself said They just fell apart I mean That they they're secure in third aren't they? they They've nailed on third pretty much You'd have to say 10 points already um, Over Motherwell Hibs behind that Dundee United in there you know, no one, no one, And none of them are really in the form That you would think That they can push up Livy might even yeah. be the, the closest <laughs> Livy might have the best chance Of actually going and catching them no, Exactly we might catch them No I think I think you're right You know 10 points is, is, is a huge gap And I've been impressed with Hearts so many times. You know, unfortunately, we've, we've got them again uh, in the cup at the weekend. But no, I think third place that got kind of cemented for them. And I say completely fall apart. I don't see that. Any merit in hindsight's great. But you know, Ellis Sims comes on at the break, and, and they do look more more threatening. Does that the, the old the age old one will, that shows that you should have started that way, or it was 1-0 when he came on and it finished 5 so going for it does that leave you open at the back where's the balance yeah that's the thing you have to find the balance and you know that's a million dollar question um, you know I think Robbie would have wanted to introduce him probably later on in the game I think he wanted to be you know nil nil obviously at half time and like I said Ibrox is a very different place if they are drawing um, but no he definitely came on and, and made a difference probably should have done better with, with the chance that he did have um, but he said hindsight's a wonderful thing I think you know it's much of a muchness if I'm totally honest well, let's bring in Jordan who's a Rangers fan how important was that yesterday, Jordan? Oh, good evening, gents. Evening, Gordon. Evening, Marvin. E- evening, Hugh. Hello. The Hugh-do is over. Thankfully. The Hugh-do? I like that. The Hugh-do. So, I don't call it a voodoo. It's called the Hugh-do. <laughs> Three games after Hugh made that crazy prediction that we go unbeaten <laughs> the rest of the season. We went on to ship seven points in two weeks. <laughs> We scraped yeah, past yeah, but, Marvin's yeah, Livy yeah. Wait there We scraped past Marvin's Livy 1-0 at home Ever since Hugh Made that crazy prediction So Hugh Please refrain from them Unless you're going to say Your own team are going to go unbeaten And win the title Please refrain from the Rangers prediction Well I, I will not refrain from anything I will continue to do What I want to do As Ange Postacoglu said I will chart my own course uh, But when you uh, When you drop points at Aberdeen and at Ross County, uh, Rangers didn't lose. Yeah, they're, but they're it was both the same things to come. It was the start <laughs> of the slide. I no, 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 no. I <laughs> I make the prediction prior to the winter break. Rangers come out of the winter break like a Stephen Gerrard Rangers and start to fall apart. However, because they lost to Celtic, if Rangers had lost to Ross County, it would have been 
much ado about nothing. But because they lost to Celtic, then the Celtic fans, including Sir Rod, uh, have their go and all the rest of it. But you, you know, see this? He was called out in the newspaper by Sir Rod Stewart yeah. for his prediction. Sir Rod <laughs> held up the prediction in a wee sheet of paper. You're uh, an A-lister, Hugh. I know. Um, but... You know, is getting a prediction wrong the worst thing that could happen? Oh, it's you? good fun. It is good fun. I'll never let it. We'll never let it lie in this world, Jordan. Will we? Um, what stood out then yesterday? Because I'm sure many confident Rangers fans th- thought you could win the game and, and get back to winning ways, Jordan. But it was quite emphatic, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it definitely was. It definitely was. I've got two quick points on the game, but I'll, I'll go through them quickly. So I thought the um, bringing in Lundstrom, Jack, uh, Balogun and Morelos, it just brought in a, a breath of fresh air that we'll, we've lacked for, for the last two weeks, really since the winter break. It showed that Barisic and Kamara, are, they, they aren't undroppable. Um, they had to be dropped after Wednesday night and Gio's showed that he'll make the changes if he needs to. And then the second quick point was, um, it was Andy Halliday's reception when he came on. Um uh, I think you'll always be welcome back at Ibrox. They were singing, they were singing his song the whole game, and uh, I don't think he ever imagined that at the beginning of the season he would be playing opposite Aaron Ramsey uh, on his Rangers debut at Ibrox at the opposite number. So. Yeah, we sing his name when he comes in here as well, but we just add a few more other words uh, <laughs> at, at the end of it. So, um, Jordan's point about personnel, Marvin, you know, Kamara, Barisic, we said it earlier on, always sort of stick-ons for for big games. Particularly Barisic I think d- d- Does he now have a, a real job To get back into that team I mean uh, you could You wouldn't be surprised If Glenn Kamara came back in Yeah no Like you said With Kam- uh, Kamara I think he would definitely Come back in But I think You know Bassi's got that shirt now And it's his to lose um, As Hugh said there You know he played a few games At centre half and, and he had done okay The Ross County game Obviously you know Made the kind of blooper That he did He's a left back no doubt about it, he's a left-back and he's an attacking young left-back. Yes, he doesn't have the same crossing ability, but I think going forward, he's definitely a threat. And, and this is what you need, you know, young players coming through. You, know, you bring them to your club, you allow them that bed and in period, and now he's ready to start. So Brassic has definitely got, a, you know, something on his hands. He spoke about wanting to leave the club as well. I don't think that helped. You know, I think when, when your mind's elsewhere, um, you know, I don't think managers like that when players are coming out and speaking about those sorts of things. But again, he's, let's not write him off. You know, he, he had a bad game, a bad 45 minutes. He's still a top, top you know, defender, a, a brilliant left back with brilliant quality on the ball, but he's just got a you know challenge on his hands, and it's up to him how he you know goes about that challenge. I mean, even Hugh, that I think the reason why days like yesterday are so satisfying if you're a Rangers fan, obviously result performance, but there's a sort of number of factors. John Lundstrom, I think most people thought he was probably on on his way out, or Rangers would yeah. be looking at, at, at that. We don't see him very much, and then a game of that magnitude yesterday. Yeah. Not only does he get Picked, which is symbolic in itself, but goes and plays well after that. Everything about Rangers yesterday was positive, um, and to a remarkable degree, because at kick off you're thinking, well, Celtic have had an absolutely wonderful game at Motherwell. They're four points in front, and Rangers really do have to step up, uh, and they did. A- apart from that five minute spell when Hearts had two chances, I repeat, if Hearts had taken either of those two chances, it might have been a different story because the ground would have been a different place. Uh, but there was nothing negative about Rangers yesterday. Everyone, Lundstrom included, everyone stepped up to the plate. Now, Jordan, I've got one last thing to ask you. Would you like me to tip Rangers to beat him? So, Hugh, <laughs> Hugh, 
Please do not. Do not. We've <laughs> the predictions. Jordan. See, we got beat by Ross County. I have You've the power. You've still been hiding right now. I <laughs> have the power, Jordan. Uh, Jordan, does this feel like, uh, you know, is that the corner turned? Do you still have any lingering doubts about this team or this manager or, or, or were they all wiped away yesterday? No, I think I think we have turned the corner. Um, I, I hope that the players that he brought in can can keep their their, their spots in the team because, um, yeah, I just think that that we can't go changing up and doing what Gerard used to do and change the team every week. I think now we've got something that's working. Um, uh, I think we just keep it as it is, and and yeah, hopefully we've turned the corner now. That's where the next few weeks is going to be so fascinating, Marvin, because that's that's the only way to truly find out. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's interesting they talk about turning the corner. That's what I was going to say. If you if this is your bad spell, losing a uh, game. If, if you've had your bad spell and <laughs> yeah. you're one point behind, you take that probably. Yeah, of course you do. Of course you do. If you're going to go from strength to strength now, then you know turning the corner or getting over the bad spell, then that's fantastic. Is it two games I've lost in sixty? And we're talking about them turning the corner. They just lost a game of foot. It happens. Yeah. You know. I, I to be fair, I think when you it's when you throw in the draws against Ross County and Aberdeen. What's the old your old saying on here? A draws a a disaster and a defeat defeats a catastrophe. A catastrophe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Jordan. 0141951025 We've got a good full time teaser next, and plenty more talking points from the weekend. So get your calls in, please, and we'll speak to you next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141951025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Hugh Keevans are here at 0141951025 and we are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. Jerry and Erskine has sent an email though. Just this is like the, the contact us section. Full time at Clyde1.com. That's if you want to send a teaser in uh, and hear it used on the show. So full time at Clyde1.com. Jerry says since 2018 19, 12 old firm players have had the same initial for their first and their second name. So their first and second name, sorry, begin with the same letter. First and second names begin with the same letter And there are 12 of them who've played for the old firm since 18-19 season See once you get going you'll rat That's why I, I was happy to give a question with 12 answers Because some of them Yes Barisic Yes, we've just spoken about Borna Barisic Well done I mean we're only going back a few years So there's a uh-huh. They're either Close in the rear view mirror Or They're still there <laughs> As Barisic is Hmm Okay Bit more silence than I'd hoped for But we do have Another half an hour left of the show And that's the aim of the game Do you want more Do you want more thinking time? Yes Please. Okay <laughs> Wow See once you get some of them as well You will fit You you will kick yourself 01419511025 Let's hear from Neil Who's a Celtic fan What's your point tonight Neil? Uh, this is George for Ibrox <laughs> <laughs> We're done with them We're now barring anyone called George Whenever off the radio That was the last joke you made <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, As I say As you know boys I'm near the side of 50 And I think since the, the January window came in That's going to be the best part of business Celtic have ever done in January And for a Celtic fan When you're sitting there in the stands You're always thinking Oh let's get a good bit of business in And sort us out for the coming season And you know It's never ever happened But you your Robbie Keatons and your Roy Keatons and your Marquis signings that have never really come in and done it, and, and then we've these five guys. I, I, I think the the last week's results will show how important it's been. You know, you take Hatati 
and Riley out of there and Mayada would we have won those games? I don't think so. So I I'm just wondering what you think. That's been a nice bit of business yeah. for Celtic. And certainly and you know, it never happens. It certainly never happens here in Scotland, the big sorting your team out in January, which yeah, but that's that's a good point, Hugh. We always hear how difficult a month it is, and yeah. you really can't um, do good business. Celtic fans all over the country will be delighted with the window. Something else that's characterised uh, Ange Postecoglou's time at the club. Uh, he's got a real life for a player. We'll just say Furuhashi and leave it at that. But uh, you can't leave it at that because uh, Hatati, uh, for the money paid to get him, is a steal. Uh, when Riley McGree decided to go to Middlesbrough rather than Celtic, uh, Antipostle Cogley went and got Matt O'Reilly. Now, I've, I've never seen Riley McGree play a game, but if he's better than Matt O'Reilly, he must be some player. Uh, so it, it's just something that has characterised Antipostle Cogley's time there. People no longer talk about where's the director of football, where's the head of recruitment. They're quite happy to let Ange get on with it. Does the timing of it matter as well, Marvin, about doing it early? Because it's all right saying they were signed in January, but O'Reilly and Hatati in particular, and, and Neil mentions Maeda, if they're signed on the last day of January, then they're, they're not there to help at Tynecastle. They might not be ready to go and win you the game against Rangers. Yeah, I think timing is definitely key. Um, there's no doubt about it. The players that have been brought in have been quality, but it shows that Ange is also proactive. You know, he's not waited till January window to open and then begin to look for players. And like you said, then doing it in the last week or the last day of the window. And I think that's the, probably the biggest thing that he's changed at the football club. I think in terms of recruitment, he knows what he wants. He has profiles for the players that he wants and no longer a Celtic reactive. I definitely believe the 18 months prior to him, they were. You know, they were, they were losing players or they were needing players and they didn't have a list of them. I think now Ange could lose any player within that squad, within that starting eleven, and he would have three players who he wants to replace them. And for me, that is a big, big difference at Celtic Football Club. The millions that have been wasted prior to Ange Postacoglu is frightening. Barkas, Ayeti, Bolingoli. You're talking there about £13 million on three players who made no impact on Celtic whatsoever and are still trying to get rid of them. I think that's perhaps been reflected I don't know if you saw this today Celtic have submitted their squad For the Europa Conference League So no surprise They've added Hatati, O'Reilly and Maeda In place of Shaw, Urugidi and Soro That perhaps With no disrespect to those three There's, an, there's obvious upgrades there Yeah, definite upgrades um, You know, and, and that's the squad improvements that he's making You know, He says when he brings players in It's not only to improve the first team You know, So hopefully they'll do that But there'll definitely be players that improve the squad um, And be players that can play to the intensity that he wants um, Intensity is another key word when you look at Celtic as well you know, The way they go about their business on, on the pitch for Definitely for 60-65 minutes It's inhumane almost You know, you, Really the ball goes out The ball boys are thrown and back the ball And you know, they're straight at you again um, And they only get better in time advantage as well uh, Hugh, incidentally on that Idaguchi um, doesn't make that Europa Conference squad He's the one that's been left out He's injured at the moment Kyogo is in it And David Turnbull is in it Is that oh. Reading between the lines Is is that encouraging Because You know There have been some whispers out there Saying oh Still no updating Kyogo Is he going to miss You know Longer than, than expected But if he's been named in that That squad As is David Turnbull Is you can, assume, do you read anything into that? Well you have to read into it That Ange Postacoglu knows That they will be available to him uh, as I understand it, you're only allowed three names uh, to be added, and you've given the three deductions and the three additions. Yeah, so maybe you wouldn't have 
changed anything anyway. You'd be as well mm. leaving Kyogo in there. I, I don't know, but yeah, you can but, you can uh, understand why Celtic fans might be encouraged. But I think you know the lots of scare stories that uh, Furuhashi was going to miss the remainder of the season, for example. Uh, and when uh, Ange Postecoglou was asked about it, he, he said, "You know, you wouldn't like all your medical details to be made public," which I think was not quite the point because we're not Celtic players and we are not in the thoughts of tens of thousands of people every day. So I thought he could have updated the fans on Furuhashi. However, if they're both there, David Turnbull and Kyogo, then I assume that's because the manager knows that at some point he'll be able to call upon them. Although I actually disagree with part of that. The amount of people that want to get in touch and pull you up for your prediction suggests you are in the minds of tens of thousands of people (laughs) every day. Believe me. Um, Neil, (laughs) who in particular, it feels like almost a... A bit of a daft question Because I feel like you could just rhyme off everyone But What in particular is really pleasing you about Celtic at the moment? I think The big Ange football mentality Seems to be Packing up like the <laughs> Packing up with a bigger fever than coronavirus <laughs> And with, with, with the Celtic fans You know I was sceptical at first I'd never heard of them But uh, you know That just goes to show that it means nothing You know you can go down and get your big name Brendan Rodgers And bring in somebody that can do the exact same thing to the other side of the world and for him to come out you know just everything, everything about the guy just seems to scream Celtic you know, you know the fact that he was born in one country went to another country and made his name and even just that for the football experience that he's got you know we we, we love it when we get Brendan Rodgers but he never knew any market other than England and Scotland so we've now got somebody that, that, that I think the example brought in four great players <laughs> we'll know say what country they're free in case Big Ange goes in half but um Four, four great players that I don't think any other certainly Eddie Howe wouldn't have earmarked eight players and I'm so glad we didn't get Eddie Howe as well it's oh don't that's Marvin's best pal <laughs> he'll be raging at that um, two years today since the first ever positive coronavirus case in Britain is it too soon to joke yet thanks for that Neil I don't know I really don't know where we stand on that but anyway just thought I'd throw that in there because that, that struck me on Clyde One News earlier I thought yeah. two years well the the one thing you know, I, I, I'd never joke about it because too many people have lost their lives but the, the, the impact it had on football with no people inside Ooh, grounds yes. mm. I'll you, tell you what Let's you contrast back. that with Celtic Park last Wednesday My goodness Let's go back further than that Just quickly Just sorry to, to change topic I think my favourite Anniversary today Hugh Keevans Because I did not know this A hundred years ago I can educate you There's no chance you know this A <laughs> yeah. hundred years ago today A Scottish club Set the world record transfer fee Which club was it? Queen's Park Falkirk Falkirk 100 years to the day I love that Yeah I just didn't know that Maybe that, maybe it's passed me by Sid Pudfoot Is that yeah, how you yeah, would pronounce yeah, yeah. it? Oh he was decent yeah. <laughs> Hugh, Hugh was at his press conference yeah. <laughs> I interviewed the man Nice man he was What did I see the fee was? Three grand was it? Did I tell you earlier? No I think you said five Yeah it was five grand Which sorry. is the, the equivalent I am told Of three million pounds today Honestly, that's a brilliant piece of trivia I'm glad we discovered that today uh, Thank you to Neil I've got one In Parkhead 01419511025 When he says he's got one He means the full-time teaser And the question is 12 players since 1819 season Who've played for Celtic or Rangers And their first and surnames Start with the same letter Georgius Giacomacus Well done Marvin Brandon Barker Yes He actually texted me And said are you serious So he must be listening <laughs> Are you serious Did he actually he said yeah So he must, he must actually be listening And Bolongoli was the other one No Yeah I guess you mentioned yeah, it Yeah exactly was, uh, didn't, That's what I thought He was going to say I got that one 
So is that all the message says? Are you serious? Yeah, no, and you've I taken from that. that. It must be. There we go. Anyway, right. Borna Barisic, Brandon Barker, Georges Jakimakis, volleyball and goalie Fraser Forster. We'll get to that um, a bit later on as well. We let that run until the end of the show. Right. Come on, then. I've, I've made you wait. How, how, come on, Livy. Talk them up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 just, it's just the norm now. Um, no, listen. We were we were good. Very very good at the weekend. What the weekend? Yeah. I'm losing track of days. Um, now the boys are brilliant. Um, it's a tough game. I think the gaffer had said we've, we've beaten them once in, in 12 or something like that. So, you know, it's a huge game for us and, and the boys went out there and performed. Um, the Aberdeen fans weren't too happy, if I'm honest. You know, some of the stuff that I could hear from them, I don't think they're too happy with the way their team performing at this moment in time. Um, and I think, you know, Glass is, is a good manager by all accounts. He's, he's an extremely good coach. Um, but I think the patience is maybe running out there from, from the fans. Yeah, Hugh, they were... Not too complimentary They were no. Chanting about their own team And how bad they were Yeah that'll do We are we are not very good yeah. Was the polite Kind-ish version thing. Um, yeah. With a few other yeah. words Replaced It's just a fact of life uh, We're a small country And in our small country There are Major clubs The two major clubs Are Celtic and Rangers And thereafter You look at Aberdeen, Hearts and Hibs And uh, Hibs under Sean Maloney Are toiling Hearts under Robbie Nielsen got a hammering yesterday but can at least look upon uh, the league table with pride because they're third and by a distance. Aberdeen are a club who in this country, albeit under the great Sir Alex, uh, won two European trophies. And they, they, they they like to think of themselves as a big club. They cannot be having the kind of time that they are having, dropping into the bottom six. The only victory in 2022 against Edinburgh City in a cup tie. They cannot... And Marvin's team won undeservedly at the weekend. Uh, But it's used in evidence against Aberdeen because the run is unacceptable. And the the, the fans, you know... you spoke about Alan Burroughs trying to grow a support at Motherwell. They're trying to grow a support with the red shed and all the rest of it at Pataudry. And you don't grow support with the kind of run that they're having. I mean, away crowds, especially crowds who come from Aberdeen down to Livingston, you're getting that sort of hardcore element and they're bound to be passionate about it. But but did it feel extremely negative? Yeah, it, it definitely did. And they travelled in good numbers, as you said. Yeah. You know, they're definitely uh, behind the team. They want to support the team. You know, they're not com- came all that way just to, to, to be negative, but... It, it was massively negative, you know. Um, it, Glass was on the side trying to get the boys going, and and Scott Brown again. Was he? So he didn't play. He didn't play. No, um, he's actually in his coaching stuff. So whether he's you know a slight injury or whatever mm. else, or they're resting him uh, for Wednesday's game, I'm not sure. But he was definitely on the side, giving clear instructions to the players. You could hear him. Everyone was trying to get the team going. It just it just wasn't happening for them. Let's hear from Stephen Glass. He says they only started when they were two 0 down on Saturday, and the approach needs to be better in future. Uh, yeah, poor. Uh, don't start playing until we're 2-0 down and then show a reaction that should be there from the start. Uh, I think that's the standard that's expected at a minimum, the, the amount of effort that went in. How hard we made it for them after going 2-0 down. Well, it's, you can't wait till that till that stage against anyone. Uh, I think it's the, the approach uh, wasn't good enough, I would say, right from, from up until that point. And then the game should be on the line from the start. The mentality of a top player is the game's on the line from the start, but it starts feeling more on the line when you're 2 0 down, and it's got to be like that from minute one. I think we're as poor as we've been. We're fortunate that the teams around us are not winning games as well, uh, and I think 
a lot of teams will be in the same boat as us, thinking they should be doing better. But we need to worry ourselves how we approach things. Hugh, I think was there not a comment recently as well from from Stephen Glass, something along the lines of the, you know, the players think they're better than they are, think they're better than they are, something along those lines. I, I think it's a common one that managers use. I, I read Brendan Rodgers this morning saying of the Leicester City players who knocked out of the cup by Nottingham Forest that they they think they're big players but they're not. Um, I, I'm not sure what you get by insulting your players in public. You say whatever you like in the dressing room. Uh, that's your place. I guarantee you. Two things I guarantee you The supporters Will not be mocking Their team On Wednesday night Prior to the game Against Celtic I guarantee you They'll be 100% Behind them I also guarantee You will get A reaction Because it's Celtic Because there's a lot At stake Because the atmosphere Will be Unaffected by Where Aberdeen Are in the league It will just be The traditional Aberdeen Celtic game At Petaudry So it's up to them to respond to that But they are playing a team Who at the moment are in terrifying form <laughs> The different challenge of that Can that sometimes suit you? We saw a good Aberdeen performance And result against Rangers recently When the onus isn't on you To go and maybe win the game The expectation with no disrespect to your Livingston mm-hmm. team that That's where the frustration comes from Rightly or wrongly The Aberdeen fans think they should be winning that game is maybe is more of a containment job on Wednesday. I don't know. Is that can that help? Yeah, no. I think Aberdeen fans would definitely expect to come to Livingston and win. You know, I think when we look at the budget that they have, um, you know, the, the wages that the players are played. I know this. You know, it's not done on a financial spreadsheet, but they would be expecting to beat us. The thing for me is when a manager makes those sorts of comments. If you don't have the dressing room fully behind you, and I'm not saying that he does or he doesn't. I'm, I, you know, I'm not sure. Um, but if you don't, you're gonna you're gonna see it in the next game because players really will down tools. You know, if they start hearing that and then you know some start chirping back well the manager thinks he's better than he is and, and stuff like that Gio made comments after you know playing Celtic and he got a reaction when Rangers played Hearts be very interesting to see how the Aberdeen players react because if they're not fully behind the manager this could go awfully wrong for them Just to finish on Livy then it's an incredible section of the league between 4th and 10th is 7 points Ross County are in 10th they're only 7 points behind Motherwell in 4th which means you're right in the mix Marvin the league table might say that you're in you're in 8th place but I mean, what's what's the what's the aim now? What's the realistic aim? Looking at this, because we're probably on the, the we're getting towards the home straight if we're not on it already. Yeah, the aim for us is always to be you know finishing tenth in the league, and I think it still is that now. You know, if we lose to Ross County, they're on level points of us at this moment in time. They sit tenth in the league, yeah. so it's very easy to look up and and, and get carried away. Um, but what I don't want the manager saying or myself saying that someone on the show is we think we're better than we are. So you know, <laughs> let's 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 just try and stay in the league. That's what we're aiming to do. If we can get in the top six again, fantastic. I had to laugh when I saw you when you were speaking to the analyst because this lot in here all have film of me when we were doing the European Championships in the the, the licensed uh, premises, drag it, drag it, yeah. uh, and Scotland score their only goal. And Only they, goal at a major tournament <laughs> for 23 years, bearing in mind. They, they jump as, as one, Colin Henry, him, <laughs> every day, as if they've been hit by a cattle prod. And I tilt my head to the side. <laughs> just sits there. And I start to take a note or two. Because, <laughs> because that's the old hack. You're the professional. The professional well, you've you've been called worse. But they've got that. Just tilt my head to the side. <laughs> right, we'll get the rest of the answers to this teaser and more of the weekend's talking points next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Marvin Bartley 
are here They're trying their best That's the, the key phrase here at This full time <laughs> teaser He says trying their best And I can have sympathy Marvin's trying his best You're actually doing okay Jerry and Erskine right. says Since 2018-19 12 old firm players Have had their first name And their surname begin With the same letter So guys like Fraser Forster Bolly Ball and Golly Georgius Giacomakis Borna Barisic And Brandon Barker Who appears to be listening Hi Brandon Thanks for getting in touch Jordan Jones Jordan Jones Well done Marvin I've got You know I have nothing Why are you the, doing that on air? <laughs> see when you hear some of these <laughs> He knows this See yeah. when you hear some of these Do you got, Have you got any more? Um, Jimmy Johnson and Murder McLeod <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no I don't I've got one that is old school they should just add it in Michael Miles Let's just add oh, it in no, no Come on Since 2018 I know but I'm just saying I've got one came to my head Do you want me to tell you How bad you are at this Two of them played for Celtic yesterday Oh hold on then Oh he's going to go through them all They brought five subs on We'll be here all night oh. Okay let's talk about Something else for a minute And then Maybe refresh our memories Hugh you okay <laughs> <laughs> I think I left five minutes ago Oh come on one started One came off the bench Cameron Carter Vickers Yes oh, Okay And, who came, off, and who came off the bench Come on Hugh Join in um, Oh come on You're torturing me you two Played very well against Rangers Well we went there They're talking about being the best Oh Josip Juranovic Josip Juranovic That's what I was going to say as well Oh sure right okay Three Four to get um, they're a bit harder than that, I must say. Let's speak to Alan and the Gorbals. Alan, yeah, man, I'd like to make a point about Morelos. Go for it. I just don't, I just don't think um, Rangers a could afford ever to get rid of this man. I just think, uh, especially this season, uh, we definitely need him to win the league. Uh, he's just again came back outstanding, and every time we actually don't have him playing for us, we just miss him so much. Um, I, I just don't think Rangers could afford to actually to let him go at all. Just to elaborate Sorry Hugh quickly how, how did you feel about him Earlier in the season Alan It feels like it's been A bit of an up and down season um, In the eyes of the Rangers fans But as you say I mean now You, you couldn't imagine Taking him out of the team Could you? No I mean, I've always liked Morelos I've, I've always think he's, a, he's always a good player He's hot and cold He's a I mean if, if it's going his way He's playing brilliant If it, if it doesn't go his way It takes his little huffs But I mean and, and 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 overall, he's, he's such a talented player, and and more so um, just recently, he's just come out of his shell again, and um, I'm sure obviously he'll score a few more goals for this, this season. I'm sure yeah. Alan would be looking for that consistent run now, wouldn't he? Yeah, I mean Alan has no concerns over the remainder of this season because he can't go anywhere. The window's closed. Uh, now the, the next consideration is the most important one: Rangers have to win the league because if Rangers don't win the league. Then players will need to go Because the financial loss will be such uh, That um, Morelos Aribo Kamara they will, Kent They will immediately become targets for other people Because Rangers, if they do not win the league Will have to sell There's no doubt about that They can't let everyone run down their contract Yeah, yeah I mean Marvin, it's obviously not a guarantee that the disappointing result at Aberdeen, he, he, he was in the team. But if you look at the recent the recent performances from him since December on, um, I mean, he's got 15 goals for the season, 15 and 31. You know, it's, this is supposed to be a bad goal scoring season, but one and two is never truly bad, is it? No, exactly. But it's his contribution he makes to the team out with that. 
you know, as I said before, it's not just about scoring goals. I think when he first came, that's all he offered. Mm-hmm. If he didn't score, then, you know, he, he wasn't very good for Rangers. But his link-up play for me has improved immensely. And I think, you know, just having a team to do that, um, other teams worry about him as well because, you know, he, he can score goals. But the way he links up and, and allows other p- players space uh, in behind him, I think is a huge, huge factor for Rangers if they're going to go and win the league. Is that why yesterday was so impressive though because he, he did a bit of everything as you say yeah, the link up plays got better but there then became a point where it was almost like that's all that was happening towards yeah. the end of Steven Gerrard he would he's 40 yards from goal and yeah he's laid it off to someone but but you know then what's next whereas yesterday it was it was a bit Morelos of old there was some bullying of defenders in there there was some link up but more crucially he scored twice yeah I think he's finding the balance isn't he you know Gio when he first came said he wants him to be in the box more you know I don't want him like you just said there 40 yards out from goal linking play up I want him doing, you know, scoring goals in the box. And I think it's going to sound strange. When he went away, as Hugh said, he wasn't in the squad for two games. You know, I think that rest will do him well. You know, yes, he's had to fly, you know, and, and be around the national team, et cetera, et cetera. But missing those two games, I think, you know, will, will do him well. And now you'll see him kick on from now to the end of the season. Uh, Alan, how much better about things are you feeling now after, say, compared to Thursday morning? <laughs> A lot better. Um I just hope, obviously, we just continue on. And uh, uh, I mean, I think it's definitely going to come down to the old firm games. This, this, this now. Um, so, somebody who's going to win these old firm games is definitely, I think, will be the winners of the end of the, the, the end of the year. So, I just hope, obviously, I'm sure Rangers can do it, and I, I hope they do do it. This might be the earliest we've ever started the build-up to the next Old Firm game. Oh, yeah. or, or five days <laughs> off the back of the last one. But I do take Alan's point. Thank you, Alan. Any more on the teaser? A Yeti. Yes. I'll be in a Yeti. Got there in the end. Someone's obviously texted him that one. No, Is no. he listening as well, is he? I was um, drawing that call. No disrespect, Alan. I was thinking about a Yeti during right, three that. to get. We'll get them before the end of the show. Oh, this will be good because Marvin, he, he, he's obviously got his professional head on when it comes to to Livy but his heart says Hibs doesn't it and they're on a miserable run as well Sean Maloney uh, says they weren't clinical enough on Saturday and says it's been a common problem in recent weeks Look it's really disappointing with the with the result I think for about 25 minutes after the second half we created more than enough opportunities to win that game I think that's the most frustrating uh, really disappointing result but I think the most frustrating is the amount of chances we actually created this match That's the difference between when you have chances and being clinical they had one chance from our throw-in that they take it's a really good finish I think they had a dangerous action from a cross as well um, but out with that we should have uh, the result should have been very different um, and that's what's so disappointing really it's just the the difference between being clinical at any level really will be the difference between winning and, and losing matches we've had chances in recent games we haven't created we've maybe created less um, and still when we when we create maybe less you, it's still the same word I keep using clinical well, it's partly no. your fault, Marvin. <laughs> you, you, your Livingston side won there recently. Um, no, 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 Sean. No, mm. no, 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 no. Don't start that. You know, he's he's talking about St Mirren scoring from a throw-in as if the ball had been lobbed in by Rory Delap and everybody chased it. Uh, it. It's the Hibs player who Doyle Hayes who makes the mistake, and the finish from Connor Ronan mm. is fantastic. So. Uh, I don't think fans want to hear After you've lost 1-0 at home In the midst of a bad run I don't think Hibs fans want to hear Well, it should have been 5-1 for Hibs uh, What's happening there Marvin? I know you, you do feel strongly about the club you, yeah. Holds a, a place in your heart But um, 
not not really going to plan at the moment. No, it's not. It's not a great run at all. Um, and, and as Hugh said there, you know, fans don't want to hear about it was a throw. It was actually Hibbs's throw. Um, you know, and again when they lost to us, I think he said, you know, it was two set plays um, that they've that they've lost from. It doesn't matter. You're losing games of football. Um, you know, I think he he's been backed in the window. They've brought an awful lot of players in. There's no doubt about it. As he said before, he went in there, had won one in nine. They lost Martin Boyle, who was you know their star player. Um, but this run can't continue. You know they really do need to start picking up points and very very soon because I think if Hibs finish lower than fourth, I think it's a really bad season. Um, I really really do. And you know, come the summer, you know, will the club back him as much as they have during this uh, winter break? On the flip side, St Mirren, Hugh, four wins and a draw in the last five across oh. all competitions, which takes them back obviously unbeaten uh, since that. A Boxing Day defeat at Ibrox And they they were on a, a winless run Before that Picking up enough draws To keep themselves there yeah. or thereabouts But they look confident at the moment Jim Goodwin's made good signings And I go back to the corner Run and finish It's absolutely superb And they're getting the results They're putting them together And in this topsy-turvy Middle of the league that we have St Mirren Could just as easily get into the top six As anybody else And I hope they do As a farewell present For Tony Fitzpatrick Right come on then You've got three more on the teaser Two Celtic, one Rangers. You'll, you'll never get the Rangers one, so let's not waste each other's time. What have you got in Celtic? <laughs> Fresh air at the moment. Um, a Brendan Rogers era signing. Sinclair. Yes. Oh, come on. What about another one? Didn't work out quite as well as him. Would usually be found wearing gloves if he was playing. Oh. Um, position? Goalkeeper. <laughs> Are you for real? He <laughs> <laughs> <I> nearly bet. <laughs> See him, his names get right over He's head. Dutch. D- Doris de Vries. Doris de Vries. Oh, well and the last you. one, uh, Rangers. I think he's got like one sub appearance or something. That's why you're struggling. Is he on loan at Hamilton Ackies? No. Kai Kennedy. Oh. oh, he's decent, by the way. Sorry, answer as well. Good player. Uh, right. Thank you to Marvin and Hugh. Thanks for all your calls and tweets and your company. We are back tomorrow at six with Gordon DL and Roger Hanna. We'll see you then.